Hello, everyone. Welcome to the Natural 7 Podcast. We're dropping something different today. You're about to listen to our first Patreon-exclusive episode, The Origins of the Great Rend. Now, I know you haven't heard from us for a while, and we apologize for that. As the year changes into summertime, a lot of us have gotten a lot busier. I personally have started a new job, but now I'm past the beginning phases of that job, and I should be back to my editing ways. We will have the newest episode of Star Chasing up next week, but we are going to do something slightly different. We will be releasing episodes every other week for a while, while we all kind of go through the summer months. Thank you for understanding, and I hope you enjoy the bonus content episode. If you do, please subscribe to our Patreon. We will be releasing more bonus episodes on there. The next one being about the game Diplomacy we played that helped us shape the world we're living in. So, this is Josh signing off. Enjoy the episode. everyone and welcome to star chatting today's stars uh-huh. are william gunn our wonderful world master jesse anderson our lovable sunon river ward and we have joining us jared landro hello <laughs> hello joshua bayer oh. carol and that's right it's me your host moderator question master person question joshua master. bear carol <laughs> Hi, welcome, everyone. thanks for having us <laughs> Yeah, oh yeah, hello, yeah. Hello. this is my show, no. This is yeah. our first bonus content of hopefully many to come. We're going to be rotating who At hosts, least four. At least at four. Least. Four to come. <laughs> I won't tell Matt, they're going to li- There's like a million coming, everyone. Oh, for it's, sure. There's, there's oh, a yeah. lot of coming, don't worry. Once a week, of course. It's all Danny. <laughs> totally topical. Every Tuesday. So- <laughs> oh, yeah. This is every Tuesday. Oh, no. We actually have a subject to talk about. It's not just us blathering on. Well, We're here to talk about... Tuesdays. I, I mean, that's a whole we different could. podcast. <laughs> yeah, uh, what, what are, are we here talking to talk about? about today? Oh, the origin of the new setting. Ooh. That was created by our own will with the help of Jesse. Hi. Yeah. I'm the shadow GM. <laughs> yes, and uh, Jared's our audience. and Yeah, I'm here because I also want to know the answers to these questions before everyone else. <laughs> but if you're listening, it's you're a Patreon member, so you're going to hear it before most people as well. Yeah. So thank you for that. Second, thank you. Probably. Uh, hey, Anthony. I'm actually a huge fan <laughs> of the podcast. <laughs> oh my That's God. true. Yeah, Jared, well, let's get into you, it. Let's uh, start with embarrassed. Yeah, why aren't you? Because <laughs> I'm broke. <laughs> That's why I'm here. <laughs> oh, yes, because the loads of money we're making. As a mm. Oh, yeah. See, you can't hear it, but I'm rubbing my fingers together now, money style. Mm. <laughs> yes. All right, let's, get, let's start with the first question. Hit me. I guess the first question, Will, is I can't hit you. We're not in the same room this time. <laughs> why, why make up a new setting? What, there's so many settings out there. Why did you decide to make your own? Well, I'm so glad you asked. And 
for now and for the rest of the, today's episode, I will be uh, uh, throwing to Jesse here and again. But to set the scene, uh-huh. it was two, 20... 21. <laughs> 21, 21. Yeah. I was there for that part. And yes, we were working at our job. I don't know if we want to say where it was, but a lot of us... Uh, let's not give him publicity. That's yeah, okay. A lot of us were oftentimes in the same room for many hours of the day, and we got really bored. We are nerds, so we talked about nerd stuff, of course. <clears throat> and mm-hmm. Jesse being, I mean, happy to toot your horn, is like just the queen <laughs> of fantasy knowledge and TTRPG knowledge and just anything, anything you need to know about this subject, he's got it for you. So I was picking his brain for everything he knows. (laughs) Basically, we talked about settings Mm -hmm. between Exalted, Vampire, Masquerade. We played a couple over that summer, I know. And we talked about different Mm -hmm. settings like Dark Sun and and Dragonlance. Uh, I was getting into the history of D&D more with Gary Gygax and uh, the other two. about Dragonlance, Greyhawk, the war game history, et cetera. Yeah, war games, chainmail, D anD D, cetera. Mm-hmm. And I had also been running at this point. Like I had three games going on at this point. It was fluctuating between three and five. Yeah, you were doing something crazy. Yeah, sounds yeah. about um, right. Like coming out of the mm-hmm. pandemic, mm-hmm. well, coming mm-hmm. out of it. it was the middle of it, but you know what I mean. Yeah, at some weeks I was doing five. Some yeah. weeks I was doing two or three. And one of them was in Faerun the traditional Swords Coast D&D setting, and the other one was in Eberron. Uh, this fantastic setting, third party, by mm. Keith Baker. I say it's third party, but it's since been brought into the fold because it's such a popular, amazing setting. Highly recommend it. Mm-hmm. And, uh... Oh, yeah. And Keith Baker is one of us. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Wait, who's Keith Baker? I'm not. I'm not either. <laughs> He's in the room. Not one of right us. Now. Oh, I got mean, you, got you. I mean, Google, Google Gabble, one of us. He's he's a nerd. Eberron happened because he won a contest mm-hmm. that Wizards of the Coast put on, which a lot of people have forgotten. But yes, it was a writing contest to create a new D and D setting. He won. Oh, yeah, that's nice. cool. He deserves it. Hundred percent. Fact. Yeah. Eberron, so cool. Amazing oh, yeah. setting. Buy the book. Play a game with it. Highly recommend it. But as we were doing that. Uh, we were having a blast with it, but I noticed this big difference between the two games. Where with the Faerun game, I was struggling to home homebrew a campaign because, as it does, things kind of got off the rails. Um, I we had finished a mm-hmm. a um, module, and then my players were like, "Let's keep going," and I was like, "Great! <laughs> I have to come up with my own plot, my own villains, my own everything." And I mm-hmm. found that one of the toughest parts about doing that was, was well, not stepping on really any toes when it came to the world building of mm-hmm. a very established setting like Faerun. Um, and of course, I know what everyone's thinking, and I do, I do agree with the general DM advice of just whatever the DM says goes. So if I was to contradict... Mm-hmm. where uh, a certain castle was or the name of a certain legendary hero, a good player would just not even mention it. But I, being a nerd and being a stickler for that kind of stuff, wanted to get it right. I was so interested in having the histories correct and then share it with the players. And I just had so much trouble getting the information down because mm-hmm. there's, at least as far as I could find, no 
encyclopedia for the 40 plus years of history in this one setting. Because if you play D&D, you know Swords Coast, you know Faerun, Neverwinter, Waterdeep, Baldur's Gate. There's so many games, uh, so many uh, movies, I guess. <laughs> um, comic, yeah, now comics, comic books. Yeah, so much yep. canon material in the setting. And is it possible to st- take a step without stepping into some historic battle or some legendary uh, adventurer mm-hmm. or dragon, legendary dragon? And I just had so much trouble with keeping things straight and having an accurate map and keeping all my notes accurately. And then when we played Everon, I felt so much more relaxed where it had a very <laughs> set chapter on the world and a chapter on the villains. And once I read through that, I was so confident in just sort of playing around mm-hmm. with it from there. Um, <clears throat> so, so to answer the question, succinctly is that i wanted a sandbox that i and only i could say whatever i wanted and it would become true like a god <laughs> but at the same time oh, yeah oh, god. <laughs> but, uh, but then at the same time i wanted That's it to where be the quote came from we figured it out <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah it was just will <laughs> it's just me i was a playing character um but i mean that's kind of the short the short of it right it's like i wanted to facilitate an amazing game for my players because I love them and I love DMing and I just had so much trouble looking stuff up, all this this nonsense getting in the way. And so I was just like, I wanted to play a game where I could just like make snap decisions, totally improvise a whole session if I had to. But like uh make up a villain, make up a monster, make up a magic item on the spot mm-hmm. and now it's canon. Um nice. Yep. That was the main inspiration. Makes to be sense honest. to me. Yeah, I wanted to just throw you guys into my own personal playground, and and then, well, we kind of know <laughs> what happened after that. <laughs> I know you also mentioned in the past, speaking of like Feyrum and Feyrum, Feyrum and Eberron and all the worlds, the Feyrum. <laughs> the they've been around out. for so long. Their fantasy, like te- technically all the dungeons should be raided by now in that world because there's so yes. many and it's been so long <laughs> and you wanted also a world that is kind of fresh to the players true mm-hmm. yes um in the very early talks with jesse um i came up with some well what's the what's the term like uh think like the wants i i needed the players to experience I didn't want it to just be like a ripoff yeah. of Faerun. I didn't want it to be like, oh, it's Lord of the Rings, or like, oh, it's like Star Wars RPG. It was. Good. I wanted it to be a little different and definitely unique. So yeah. All right. <laughs> nice. Uh, there's a term. I'm trying to think of the term now myself. I can't. Yeah. <laughs> kind of like a guide, like Philos- the guidelines, philosophies, philosophies, like philosophies you wanted to explore, or yes, yes, you just mean like um, themes, yeah, themes. Mm-hmm motifs plus philosophies but also like less mm. l- little if you go if you zoom in a little bit more get a little more gritty it's also just like the day-to-day or i should say session to session experience where i hmm. i encur- okay. i encourage i prefer a certain play style i suppose um mm-hmm. i'm sure you've got you, you you three are probably very familiar at this point um but yeah i like the i like Near death experiences. I like gritty. <laughs> well, I'm gonna put realism in quotations, but 
And I just love like playing around and asking like, questions. Verisimilitude. Actions mm-hmm. have consequences kind of type of thing, you know? Mm-hmm. True. Yeah. All right. You know, that makes I, sense. And speaking of all that, like, Jesse obviously worked with you a lot. Like, when you came to Jesse, did you have anything already ready for him to discuss? Like, what, where'd that conversation start from? Ah, mm-hmm. okay. Um, well, <clears throat> I'll go. May I? Of course. Please. please. <laughs> so, um, uh, yeah, we started all of this, uh, talk when we were both doing an acting job playing a pair of beloved <laughs> Christmas characters at an undisclosed location. No, 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 no. Um, I didn't start and before it was that. Not... It was the summer um, first. Oh, kind of, yeah. Yeah. A little bit, yeah. Um, true, that's right, yeah. If I recall, um, it was, we, we were right, talking... We were, still acti- we, were, we were still acting at an undisclosed dis- uh, location. No, yeah. True. <laughs> yeah. Um, because I was there and, during the uh, summer as well, and I remember, <laughs> I think, the basics talk started. Because I remember hearing talks about pillars right. and stuff. I'm like, right. I'm playing Call of Duty over here on my phone. I, I'm curious, <laughs> but, you know, I don't want to die, so I can't focus too much. Yeah. It was that summer. I think the main thing is, it started to solidify as something that um, Will wanted to do as a game during the winter time. So that's what that I That makes like. sense. That's, okay. that's, where I, that's where I started thinking of it. Gotcha. You got to the um, point you're ready to make this happen. Yeah, exactly. But, um, you know, point is that we had uh, free time at work, and basically any time we did, we started to talk about this game. And generally, what would happen was um, I would be uh, doing whatever I would be doing, uh, and Will would come up and be like, Jesse, had a thought. <laughs> and then I would put down whatever I'm doing, because I want to hear what the fuck thought he's going to have right now. Um, and, uh, at that point, um, uh, the world building just kind of started to blossom from there. But I remember that the first thing we talked about was, um, A, extending from our previous conversation, um, one of the things that Will wanted to really, you know, embrace that a lot of settings don't is the idea of survival fantasy. Uh, you know, a setting where just living is really difficult. Which, you know, like, Eberron and Faerun are not that. They are both settings that are very established. Um, Eberron is fairly modern. It has tons of conveniences and uh, ways that life is a lot easier. Faerun is a very beautiful, diverse, and abundant world um, that, you know, it's not difficult to make a living there, even if you're on your own. Um, but there's also settings like, uh, I remember we brought up Dark Sun mm-hmm. um, and Midnight. Uh, where, you know, the world itself has become very hostile and is actually, like, almost a constant antagonist. And from that, uh, he came up with the idea for the bagel theory. Which, <laughs> want to tell, tell about the bagel? Oh, God, tell yes. the bagel. Please. Yeah. Please do. Um, yeah, so I came up, like, yeah, we, so we had all these inspirations going into this, and we had, I had all these crazy ideas because i didn't really know what i was doing at the mo- at the time like I, I i would say at this point i didn't know i was making a world <laughs> um mm. so what happened is that i had this well first of all i started listening to this podcast called world building for masochists and like their fourth episode or something because like they had just started <laughs> they're they're at like episode like 105 right now like two and a half, three years later. Jesus! Great podcast. Go find them. What? Yeah. 
But at the time, they were on episode like twelve, and I found them, and I so I started, and like their fourth episode was about building a planet specifically. Um, they talked about world building, big to small versus small to big, and this episode was particularly about big to small. Mm-hmm. So they started asking things like, "What does the universe look like in your fantasy setting? Is it similar to ours? What galaxy is the solar system in? Is it like the Milky Way where it's a spiral?" Like getting smaller and smaller until you get to the planet. And one of them said, Is the planet actually flat? And they made some joke about flat earthers, right? Because it's ridiculous. <laughs> and then someone was like, right. Well, it could be donut shaped. And I forget what the scientific term is for a donut shaped planet, but theoretically it's possible. Taurus. Thank you. I and... believe they made a video game series called Halo about that. Which is a very <laughs> open donut. <laughs> Very good. I don't believe it's about <laughs> a donut-shaped planet. Halo. I mean, the Halo is kind of donut-shaped. Let's be yeah, real. It's not, it's not donut-shaped. It's like it's it's some other it's not, circular object shape. Quite got the meaning of the okay, game. Okay, you know what? That was a bad joke. Let's keep going. We're just gonna forget that. No, we're gonna we're gonna punish you a little bit. You're gonna soak in that one. Oh my god. Oh my gosh. Yeah, let's set that aside. No, believe me. We're gonna get to the bagel part, and then you can make fun of me as much as you want. So, please. So, I, I came up it. with this crazy idea. Where I was like, "Well, I like the idea of building big to small because it has a lot of fun. I like the I like building like a house of cards, starting from the bottom, where it just once you have established something, then you have to build off of it. If that makes sense. Mm-hmm. I played so, that drama game. I was game. like, I'm yeah, exactly. I was, I was like, I'm just gonna try something here." And I want to see where my where that'll take me. And then if I like it, I can always change something, right? So, <laughs> with that in mind, I came up with this idea. And I'm going to try to not spoil the three of you for our actual game. <laughs> but basically, I had a couple things in mind. One is that I had this idea for this ancient history. And I'm going to put that in quotes. <laughs> About the people <laughs> who came before and what they would happen to them and why they're no longer around. And in, in the Great Rand, there's a, I don't know if it'll ever come up. It might just live in my sheets for now until I die. But there's a very specific reason. Um, I think it's super cool. But that's one of the things I led, led the charge with. And then I decided that there had to be a layer of separation from the past and the present. And I decided that it needed to be physical. So, with that in mind, I came up with this idea Uh that magic has um, always been portrayed very... Let's see. um, It's been portrayed in different settings, all the way from, like, something really cutesy, like a little fireballs, versus, like, oh, this, like, soul-crushing, like, um, very intimate sort of application of the user's will and this, this old Faerunian story i was reminded of of um uh, what was the wizard's name <laughs> um somebody's folly jesse if you happen to know what i'm talking about you're gonna chime in but the story goes oh, that back in like second edition oh. there was this famous wizard elven wizard i think decided oh, to cast an 11th level spell now, if you're somebody oh who's only ever played 5e, oh. or even 3, 3e or 4e, you probably have no idea what the heck I'm talking about. 
Le- spells end at level nine. Well, actually, sometimes Karthus is folly. One more time. That's right. Karthus uh, is folly. That's what caused the uh, destruction of the Netherese Empire. Yep. Thank you very much, Jesse. Yes. So I remember reading about this and wizard. All of the <laughs> floating cities, all the floating cities in Faerun went crashing to the ground. Yeah. So to sum it up for everyone, basically this wizard thought he was so cool. He was so awesome. He used a special magical artifact, I think, to allow him to cast not just mm-hmm. a ninth level spell, not just a 10th level spell, but an 11th level spell. And thinking it would make him supremely powerful, he would, make, he would become the new emperor, blah, 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 et cetera. I don't remember the details. The spell was he was going to fuse himself with the god of magic, Mistra. And he was like, that would make me the embodiment of all magic, so I'd be the most powerful wizard in all existence. He did it. Didn't work out at all. He destroyed the entire weave <laughs> for a moment. And then the gods mm. had to come up and be like, mm-hmm. bad boy, flick. And they fixed it. Um, but in that instant where he destroyed all of magic, the Netherese Empire literally collapsed. Literally, because it was built with magic. <laughs> right? Exemplified by the literal yep. flying cities. So they stopped flying. <laughs> As you can imagine, bad news for the people living on top of them. <laughs> uh, and f- and his his punishment was he like he was turned to stone. He, you could find him in like the Neverwinter Woods somewhere. Mm-hmm. And like Mistra came back and was like, "No, never, ever, ever again will a uh, mortal be allowed to cast a spell above ninth level." I believe that's the lore. So I took that and I said, "That was fun. What if it was worse?" And uh, if you go back and watch <laughs> that amazing animation that our friend Jacob did proper. Uh, at the very beginning, oh, so you didn't catch so it. Good. The very, very beginning, right before my like voice kicks in, um, you'll see there's a planet, right? <clears throat> and if it wasn't so heavily handed <laughs> already, I called the setting the Great Rend because somebody literally cast a spell that split the planet in two, like literally down the middle. Um, and so again, if you go back and watch that animation, you'll see what I'm talking about. He did an amazing job we'll showing it on, in the Patreon right by yeah. this. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and so, like throwing metaphor and allegory out the window, like this is one of those times where I make very literal planet split in half. Um, and on the inside, the gods decided to make a paradise for for humans and for the dwarves, elves, and other mortal races to live in. Um, because now the surface of the planet was entirely fucked. The, is this PG-13? <laughs> it's Patreon. They're paying for it. I don't... Yeah, whatever. <laughs> yeah, it's fine. Don't um, like it. Don't yeah, unsubscribe, so, please. Basically, uh, <laughs> basically, if just you're, know, we'll stop. <laughs> you're an astronomer or an astrophysicist, just just, just bear with me for a second. <laughs> just don't correct me. We're getting don't to the <laughs> But basically, the atmosphere got screwed over, the mag- um, surface turned to ice, magma everywhere, whatever, etc. Not what we're focusing on. Instead, the gods decided to build this beautiful little paradise for the humans to live. Um, and they decided that they needed something to, to replace the sun as the ultimate life giver. So that plants can grow, right, et cetera. 
So that's when I came up with the disc. And the way I explained it to Jesse and everyone else subsequently was um, what we now call the bagel theory <laughs> is that I, I decided to describe what the setting looks like by comparing it to a bagel. So you imagine a bagel, if you will, <laughs> and you were to cut it in half like you do, right? Longwise. Then mm-hmm. you could remove the top half. This is exactly how I did it before. <laughs> <laughs> you, you could remove the top half and then you could spread your cream cheese on the inside, right? But the two bagel halves. <laughs> cream cheese in this analogy being like. I think we just yes, got a good TikTok video. All life. <laughs> but if you think about it, the, the bagel, it doesn't remember that it's a bagel, but it has the. If you put it back together again, you could see that it fit, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, like, like gears in a, like, like gears, like they fit perfectly together, but they're separate, right? Yeah. Um. So yeah, my analogy was like you open up a bagel, you spread cream cheese on it, and you close the bagel again. <laughs> and yes, thank you, Jesse. <laughs> the the analogy <laughs> being that cream cheese is humans, dwarves, elves, plant life, you know, flora and fauna, <laughs> etc. And then in the center of the bagel, where the hole is, you know, the hole in a bagel. You've heard of a bagel before. That's where I put the disc. (laughs) I have not heard of a bagel before. Well, well, (laughs) I got a great analogy for you. Imagine the great wrench. (laughs) Oh, God. Okay, so in the hole, in the hole. Okay, so the hole, the hole is where I put the great, is where I put the disc, right? Because humans can't live there um, because it's a hole. And uh, um, and yeah, so I decided like the the people need a source of light and heat, so I was like, I'll just put a sun there, just kind of like those those very old um, debunked theories. Dang it, I did, I definitely did research on this two years ago, but there was like this old theory that the Earth was actually inside out, and if you look under the sky, the sun is at the center. And then the Earth rotates around it. Does anyone know what I'm talking about? Mm. Yes. That's okay. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Imagine, like, no, the, the I, Earth is I the do. inside yes. of a sphere, basically. <sighs> okay, it's yeah, like yeah, yeah. the interior of a sphere, which means the very center of the sphere Almost uh, like a, um, what's it called, a Dyson dome? Dyson's, yeah, Dyson there, sphere? Dyson sphere kind of type of thing. Kind of, kind of. Or like Halo, but it was a but if it was a sphere. Well, no, there, there was actually Dyson spheres in the Halo universe. So oh, just, oh, oh, oh. Yeah, yeah. there's a sun and then it's like the surface yeah. is on the inside of the big yeah. Yeah, you but get the I, idea. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So I also took I inspiration it. from that. Uh however I just I figured that to create seasons and tides and culture <laughs> that it would also need to be a moon because uh, i didn't want to deviate too far away because uh as i'm sure we'll get to in a little bit uh, i kind of this this is this was a lot by itself <laughs> so um, i mean that's a good start like one of the first things you made was yeah the kind of basically, biggest basically important part of the world this, yeah i had this crazy idea and then as soon as i came up with the idea i was like this causes a huge avalanche of problems uh, and if I want to move forward with this, I have to solve the problems. <laughs> um, Perfect. I mean, I think so, that's yeah. a whole I mean, different that episode like a good in it. Formula to me. Talk about. Exactly. So I'll just end uh, by saying um, I also wanted to include a moon. Therefore, 
the disc was invented. So, spins. I mean, that's great. And going off the whole building outward from the big thing, and you working with Jesse, we can also bring up the fact that all of us kind of co-collaborated once you got the base ground for us. Mm-hmm. Yes, is Will that's absolutely there? correct. Oh, no. Hello? No. Hi? Uh-oh. Hello? Are you, he is your now. network is struggling, this Hello? says. Yeah. I just You're lagged back, there. Uh-oh. You're back. That's okay. It, sh- it should be fine. Fuck. Well, I just I don't know. You're good. Okay, so, <laughs> yeah. as I okay. was saying, is, uh, you obviously worked with Jesse, and at one point, once you got the base foundation down, you spread out, you got your players, and we all started kind of building the world together with our own nations. And one thing you said yes. to me, which kind of fits in this, is if A is true, then why does why is B true, or what does you need to make A true? And mm-hmm. that's how we kind of should build our nations, like the Regency, which I made up from. So, what made you decide to kind of start including the players in the building process? Yeah, um, I think it was a first of all a total success. I'm so glad we went through with it. Uh, but yeah, the thought process behind it was it, a blast. Yeah. <laughs> it was a lot of fun. Let's see. Um, Your homework sessions of all the questions <laughs> I needed to answer was just That's so right. fun. Up while we were building our nation, Will would send us like weekly question sheets that we he wanted us to answer. And we did it. We probably should just post those. I don't know what my <laughs> so Someone wants to <laughs> go through the archive. Uh, all right, I, put, I put them in the drive somewhere. Oh, good, I think. good. Uh, we'll we can do this later. Yeah. Um, but yeah. Uh, I honest, uh, Jesse, do you remember why we decided to do that? <laughs> um, the, what, the actual diplomacy game? Yeah, I was going to talk well, about just diplomacy. the whole world building to collaboratively. I guess we should start well, with diplomacy first, uh, actually. I no, we'll, remember... we'll start with Jesse. <laughs> okay. Well, you already started. Well, yeah, you. yeah. Uh, well, I remember when we were, um, uh, like the world building that the, the United was very big, like on a more of a cosmic and historical level, and talking about the actual like um, shape of the planet and what the different um, species were like, because we have very non-Tolkien takes on you know elves and dwarves and all that, as our uh, beloved viewers would know. Um, uh, and then when it came down to uh, the actual cultures for playable characters. I remember um, that you talked about how, since this is something that, you know, you're creating now and for, you know, a specific group, that it would be really fun if we could all uh, basically not chip in. That's the wrong word. Um, but basically, if we could all create exactly what we wanted to play in this setting. So the main reason why... Uh, we decided to have the players develop the nations was specifically so that they could create a culture that their character could come from that they would really enjoy and have fun. Or if they didn't even necessarily have to, like we didn't have to pick uh, characters from the cultures we created either if we didn't want to, which I thought was really pretty cool. Um, uh, Do you think it's funny that we did anyways? Yeah, Yeah. (laughs) it is. Yes. We we, so it is something we did we, anyway. I think that's we became really, uh, so enthralled in our own cultures because it was what we wanted to make, and then we were like, "Well, I'm gonna play well, the I think that's the there. only really... part of the world I know, so <laughs> I'm going to uh, continue on that part there." Exactly. I think you're absolutely <clears throat> but, right. It's um, a really good point. Is that not specifically characters you want to play, but just like 
something you want to exist in this setting. Like mm-hmm. you're like being able to say like, this is something that I want to play around with. Not just like, yeah. oh, I want my character to have an 18 in strength. More like I want my character to interact with people from this nation. Like I want to see what it is on a ground level. Something that maybe you found lacking in other settings or something that you always mm-hmm. just wanted to explore further. It became this yeah. exercise of being like, well, if I was to create this great big, uh, this overarching nation with uh, its own culture and his- long, long history, then like, what does that mean when we play the game? Uh, instead of just mm-hmm. me being like, here's a list of <laughs> names to memorize. <laughs> this is where your nation's from. Mm-hmm. Deal with it. Yeah, exactly. Instead, it's, it's uh, we kind of worked together to create this, this you know, geopolitical sphere <laughs> of, um, of nations, and I think we did a pretty good job. I mean, yeah. one thing I really, I think that was one of the biggest things. Sorry, oh, go Josh. ahead. Go ahead. I think that was one of the biggest things that I remember at the very beginning was Will being like, "I want us to share in the memory that these characters." will end up having once we start mm-hmm. rather than just being dumped with like a lore dog yes. like you were saying mm-hmm. it was something that like all of our characters would have a very good knowledge yes. of at it, least in our character it, creation i could speak to that really quick no, go excellent point jared thank you yeah that was a really really big thing and it continues to be um what's the word i want to say call it a problem but that's the thing we're working on is player knowledge versus character knowledge because we're in a sort of mm-hmm. unique situation where, in this case, the character would know more than the player does, <laughs> mm-hmm. right? Because yeah. it's impossible for for someone like a writer to to create the full memories of a living person, right? So instead, we're in this unique situation where you know so much about the nation you're from, including some stuff that your player, sorry, excuse me, that your character wouldn't know. Mm-hmm. Your character knows so much more about the culture and the traditions and the, the, the social etiquette and so million other things, especially when all thrown together at once. So mm-hmm. I mean, that, that's perfect. What I was going to say is that there'll be times at the table that someone rolls a history check on a different nation or religion check. And will instead of talking about it, will hand off to the player that created yes. the subject, which is great. I think that was the other thing is that I wanted to be like, um, you guys can just make whatever you want. As long as we sort of stay in our lanes, you can be like, can this exist? Of course it exists. If you I say mean, it does. That's perfect. Because one of the next questions we had kind of on was like, what parameters did you set? And you pretty much just said it is. Yeah. If it makes sense. Cool. If I say no, pretty much. Nah, try uh, yeah, I will say that. I will say that we, we kind of established lanes. We basically said that as long as it's within the scope of your nation, uh, it's all you. So like, you know the uh just like the the makeup of your populace uh your government um type uh religions or lack thereof saints and gods um all that stuff really kind of up in the air go for it do whatever you want even down to the nittiest grittiest little thing you're interested in which i wish danny was here uh because they mm-hmm. would they love talking about the nitty gritty stuff sometimes. Do not worry. That is its own <laughs> series, the series. And it's Yeah. They're probably but, still recording yeah. the first episode. <laughs> but and then on the That's other cool. end, there was the stuff that were in my lane. 
where first of mm-hmm. all cosmic planet size stuff obviously me um mm-hmm. major religion and gods for instance uh long history all me um just the the metaphysical aspects of magic and gods and saints all me of course uh just you kind of get the idea like I mean, monsters there, there are some things and... you even changed about what we initially had that we don't know that you changed of our nations so there's still oh, secrets yes, we don't know that we thought we knew yes we had a we had a whole like yeah we did the homework sessions you guys were talking about um we had a whole thing where like i set like a cutoff point like a dead end like a deadline whereas like after yeah. after today everything you've written um will now sort of fall under my scope and we'll sort of it will now be under my power to sort of shift things around, change it around, and and more importantly, add stuff. Because mm-hmm. now mm-hmm. I have added stuff behind all the beautiful stuff you guys have written to to preserve that curiosity and that sort of aspect of exploration where you don't know everything. What you know is the sort yeah. of like middle part where you don't know the big stuff, the ancient stuff, and you also don't know the specific stuff. Kind of like just so being a regular person. Right. You know our history. It's perfect for the characters. So I think it's working yeah. really well. Yeah. So far, it seems to be working out great. Yeah, no, and, and and I will say too, like you gave us a very small piece of the pie. <laughs> if you like, look at. I'm going to reference Jacob's animation again because it's so incredible. Like you only gave us like the continent of Italy. <laughs> yeah, that's true. <laughs> like, yeah. World building. That's true. Like there's so much stuff that's like on the other side of the disc that we have no mm-hmm. idea like what's over there. Oh, yeah, and, the continent of Avonville is. Oh yeah. One. 30 seconds right no it's like 1 16th or 1 32nd of the planet and that's a perfect segue actually talking about that too we talked about how all the players made their nations but before we even did that we played a game called diplomacy this is really a question this is going to be discussed in a whole different episode with hopefully oh yeah but basically we had a make believe war to divide the nation up which you might say is probably not a good thing for people starting a project <laughs> <laughs> yeah so if you're not familiar oh boy diplomacy is a board, an actual board game and it's famous um for being other than monopoly the game with the most broken <laughs> friendships <laughs> and uh i it's would agree incredible we're still here <laughs> yeah <laughs> um well true. I, I suppose the one I actually portrayed isn't here anymore, so <laughs> maybe that's, that's why. True. I mean, <laughs> that, like I said, that's a whole different episode. We'll talk about it, but it, it, yeah. it was pretty fun and interesting what happened. Yeah, and I think it was fun. It was the most stressed out I've ever oh, been. Oh, every in my week life. we. Oh my god! That, we'll save for the episode. That this is a lot to talk about, but it was stressful. Yeah, there's a lot, but cool. we're running. We're running down on our time right now. I mean, we don't have a time limit, but we're pretty much answered the questions we had. So, any like last thoughts, last things you want to talk about? <laughs> no right yeah went flying um, fun. <laughs> i mean i would covered say everything that's just, what i'm shocked about there's just so much this is the more tip of the iceberg to talk like about I yeah. think every- oh I, I remember um uh we didn't go over how much i know oh yeah as a player true jesse does know um, more but just yeah, just to just to assure our dear audience um i do know a lot um mm-hmm. but, oh, yeah, I, but i would like to be clear about how i only Jesse know is. as <laughs> oh thank you <laughs> absolutely um, like i i was involved in a lot of the world building but um when it comes to the actual storyline of the game 
as it is, I'm mostly clueless. Like, I know the backstory, and when, um, sometimes when Will brings something up, I react because I know the mechanics behind uh, what he's bringing up that other people don't. But that doesn't actually affect the narrative. And there's times and, Will will ask you about something because he doesn't exactly remember what it was. That's true, yep. yeah. <laughs> um, and also, uh, I will say that one of the reasons why Sunan is the lovable himbo he is is because I didn't want to play uh, like a lore character because I didn't want to accidentally metagame uh, because I am the sort of person who will totally forget what I learned in character. Mm-hmm. Um, and as it is, I'm pretty sure that I have metagamed uh, on accident uh, when it comes to like religious stuff. But I haven't been shut down yet, so... No? It hasn't, I haven't noticed while editing too much. Like, I've cut maybe I mean, one or two, one or two reactions of his, but nothing that would be like, mm-hmm. oh my god, I just learned the whole plot. And it makes <laughs> sense, too, like, that Sunan, only practicing in religion his entire life, would know mm-hmm. a lot of that stuff anyways. So, yeah, I don't think it's completely out of character to have knowledge of religion when you're a cleric. <laughs> so true. That's that you know, that's actually fair. <laughs> yeah. I like just because he's a himbo in everything else doesn't mean he's a himbo in religion. <laughs> oh, very true. true. The thing that he's like passionate about. As you can see, he's gotten it's the only thing that makes Same him. Say that when we talk about Sunon. Yeah, <laughs> I guess this is Yes, Ooh, okay. there will be more character episodes. I'm pretty sure there's more we could talk about all these subjects. Some might get more episodes, definitely diplomacy. We're going to be having character-based episodes, backstory-based episodes. There's going to be all types of bonus content. So stay tuned, everyone. Um, anyone, any last words? Thanks for joining us, everyone. Yeah, that was going to be me. Thanks for joining us. Yeah, this uh-huh. is fun. Yeah, thank you, everyone. All right, you guys are ready for this. And remember, keep star chatting those stars. <laughs> keep Keep Did chatting those stars. Oh, keep, keep chatting up Did those stars. <laughs> you know, we'll, we're gonna we're gonna workshop it. We're gonna workshop it. It did occur to me that it. we could call ourselves like paparazzi because we're always chasing stars. Oh my god! Are we too oh. stupid to release is that our to the fan? Public? Is that our fan name? The paparazzi? Is that the what we call our fan page? Oh, ten thousand years dungeon. <laughs> Oh my god, alright everyone, we'll catch you all later. Uh, Thanks again for subscribing (laughs) to Patreon. Thank you. Bye. More coming. Bye. We like (laughs) you.